1: Rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty, the Queen!
0: Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta, and I'm Rachel. And it's time for your weekly update on all the royal news you need to know. But first, happy belated Mother's Day.
1: Yes, belated Mother's Day to everyone. I hope it was a really special Sunday this past weekend and a couple of
0: royal reminders as always before we dive in follow us on instagram if you haven't already at royally obsessed podcast and join our facebook group there's a lot of fun things happening in the facebook group and that's at royally obsessed also subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and leave us a royal rating of five stars if you're so inclined and we love hearing from you guys we love reader emails so please 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 send us an email at infogallerypodcast.com.
1: Yes, email us. We'll write you right back. (laughs) Um, All right. So, coming up, I want to give a quick tease of all that's ahead. We have so much in today's episode of the pod. We're taking a look back at the Royals on VE Day, but also Kate Middleton's ITV interview and pandemic photography initiative in collaboration with the National Portrait Gallery. We are also discussing Prince Harry's video messages about the Invictus Games and to World War II veterans. All that and so much more coming up next. Woohoo, Roberta.
0: Yay, but first it's time for this week's Royal Cocktail. And now it's time for the weekly Royal Cocktail. Yay, making a little clink (laughs) sound. Okay, so we are doing another gin and tonic, but this time it's with Monkey 47 Gin.
1: The bottle is so... Beautiful. I like don't want to actually drink it because I don't want. Well, I guess I could save the bottle, but the label is purple and it's so pretty. Um, But it, it, Monkey 47 gin actually comes from the Black Forest in Germany, um, which is kind of cool. So European, (laughs) still, you know, sticking there. And I guess the
0: name on the bottle, it says the name comes from 47 of the botanicals that it's infused with 47 predominantly unusual botanicals, such as lingonberries. And blended with natural spring water. Cheers, cheers cheers on the bottle. I know a third
1: of which of those come from the Black Forest itself, and it was Mm. inspired by a Brit actually. This cocktail, so um, or this gin. So um, I feel like it's it's still in theme. So I don't know. It's it's delicious though. I and I have to tell you that I kind of went into my quarantine refrigerator, and I. I know I think that this cocktail would use like a nice like lemon twist but I added some strawberry slices which is kind of weird. It's so
0: pretty. Wait, I added <laughs> blueberries to
1: mine. My- I don't know if you can see the blueberries. Floating I just around. felt like it needed a little like something something. So I have
0: lemon tonic water and then blueberries and mm. it's actually really delicious and the gin itself is a little bit fruity and sweet which normally I feel like gin is kind of dry. So I, actually, I really I really yeah. liked it.
1: By well, itself. I know that we we had a gin and tonic last week but this is a serious upgrade. I got to I got to tell you it's delicious and I am not one I'm not a good cocktail mixer. I need, I'm, I'm expecting when we're back in, in, out of quarantine together that I get a full lesson from you. who a is full run I've every recorded, Friday.
0: I've recorded all the cocktails I've been making and put them in my highlights on Instagram. Well, just so. look at my
1: lemon sprig. It's like terrible. No, I <laughs> thought it looked good.
0: I can't tell over Zoom that it looks bad. That's good that you can't tell over Zoom. <laughs> All right. So while we're sipping this week, instead of a reader email, we wanted to shout out to a particularly fun thread on Facebook that dovetails with my low from last week. So I loved are, this. I
1: feel like <laughs> I, I just think too. that it was so perfect in, in everything you talked about. So carry yeah, on. So my,
0: so my low from last week was that I was a little disappointed at the name of Meghan and Harry's biography, Finding Freedom. I didn't think it was the best title. I actually preferred the provisional title, which was Thoroughly Modern Royals. Um, And it seems that Omid, Scobie, and Carolyn Durant, who wrote the book, um, had a last-minute switch. Or maybe they had been stewing on this title for a while. Who knows? Or maybe
1: publisher- required you never know you know what that's i mean if true, the that's true that's true and said we need to make it more catchy or something like that
0: right and i do think you know this title is very splashy but cindy in the royally obsessed facebook channel threw it out to the group she said what would you name the upcoming harry and megan biography so our favorite answers from the thread there were
1: a lot of answers it was pretty so exciting. so many
0: answers rachel suggested unbroken which got the most likes unbroken is interesting too i feel like that would be very um catchy like yeah. a lot of people, that would stand out on a on a bookshelf for sure. Yeah,
1: and you could still have sort of like the discla- like the rest of the title, you know, that kind the of subhead, yeah, the subhead. Um, exactly. But Unbroken is very powerful. I I really that might be my favorite of what I like was that one recommended. A lot. Uh, There's also,
0: Mary said, just the three of us, which is so cute because it shouts out baby Archie. Sheila said, a new path, which I really liked. A couple of humor-driven ones were in there, too. Veronica said, later gator. (laughs) Me being a Florida gator, graduating from University of Florida, that one really spoke to me. (laughs) And then Shannon suggested, we out. (laughs) We out.
1: That made me laugh so hard. Mic drop. Yeah. I feel like they're all really, you know, they go in very different directions, but they're all amazing. I mean, just the three of us. Just the three of us. Of us. I That's like so it. Cute. I think that there's very, um, a lot of potential for all of these. So I, I thought it was an awesome thread. And I also hope, I mean, too bad that the publisher didn't consult you guys because they should have just, you know, jumped into the Royally Obsessed Facebook group and asked for your opinion and insight. They're great oh, ideas.
0: 100%. You guys should all write titles for a living. The Royally Obsessed Facebook group, you guys are, are, The real ones here um update from omid he said in his recent podcast that he's been working on the book for two years so that's really interesting because finding freedom i mean that title more speaks to the last few months whereas the past two years of their lives when megan you know joined the royal family after their wedding um it's gonna cover all of that i'm pretty sure so i think that uh it's interesting that that
1: um, that he's been working on it for so long. I know, and it's awesome because he really has been in such close quarters with them for so many of the events and things like that. So he truly does have kind of unprecedented access. So not, again, nothing is confirmed about whether or not he talked to Meghan and Harry, but um, but it does seem like he has a lot of direct and close insight. Yeah, he said, even, I've been on so
0: many engagements and around them as much as possible and spoken to so many people in their lives. No stone has been left unturned. So whether or not Harry dun, dun, dun. and <laughs> Megan approved, you know, whatever he's saying, or if they have any access to the the copy manuscript beforehand, we don't know, but it is interesting.
1: It just seems like they definitely have not, you know, a lot of knowledge about what's going on and, in the, I mean, especially if he was so close to them while he's been working on it. I'm sure it wasn't something that went unmentioned and all that stuff. So very exciting. Super exciting. So uh, this week in Royal History. And now, this week in Royal History. Gosh, there's just always so much exciting stuff to talk about. And another spring birthday. Um, This time we're TBT shouting back to May 15th, 1981, just a couple months shy of Prince Charles' wedding to Princess Di on July 29th of the same year. Zara Ann Elizabeth Phillips, the only daughter of Princess Anne and Captain Mark Phillips, was born in the Lindo Wing at St. Mary's Hospital in Paddington, London. So this week she'll be 39. Happy birthday, Zara. Happy birthday, Zara. Um, I, I love all the birthdays. Um, she's also the eldest granddaughter of Queen Elizabeth II, and I always think the line of succession is so interesting. When she was born, she was actually sixth in line to the British throne, but now she's 18th.
0: Wow. Okay, uh, she dropped
1: a few slots Dropped there. a few <laughs> slots over the years. But uh, she's coming in directly after her brother, Peter, um, after his two kids, Savannah and Isla, and I always think fondly of Savannah, who I feel like has kind of been like a breakout star of the of the royal family because of that time she sl- clamped her palm over Prince George at Trooping the Color in 2018. <laughs> On the balcony, Isla. Love- <laughs> that was like, I feel like, the biggest headline of that whole thing. She was just like, you know what? I've had enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, love, 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 love the antics of the kids on that balcony. Um, also, I think this is really cool. Um, Zara, Zara doesn't have a royal title because um, mainly titles were traditionally stowed on the offspring of royal sons, not daughters. Um, and Queen Elizabeth actually offered one to Princess Anne when Zara was born, but Anne declined. Yeah, so
0: you'll remember, I guess, in the recent April cover story of Vanity Fair, um, the daughter of Queen Elizabeth, Princess Anne, explained that she believes not giving Peter and Zara titles was probably the right thing to do. She said, I think it was probably easier for them. I think most people would argue that there are downsides to having titles. And she said this, uh, I think it was a month after Meghan and Harry uh, announced their exit from from the royal family. So I think that that was kind of a really… Um, I mean, I'm sure that she knew the connotations that would have. Yeah,
1: the comparison of that. It is really interesting. I mean, I, th- I think that it does provide a lot of freedom. I know just reading about Zara and her life, um, she's been able to have a lot of endorsement deals. She's obviously very athletic in her equestrian stuff and um, in general. And I feel like it does not having a title or, you know, and that formality allows her to do so much. So I do think it's, you know, it was a choice that Princess Anne made way back in 1981. But um, it seems to be have, have served Zara well. Um, other fun facts about Zara, um, she's godmother to Prince George, which I thought was really awesome. What a cool, cool connection there. Um, and I just mentioned she's an accomplished equestrian. She even won a silver medal at the 2012 Olympics and has made Amazing. a career out of it.
0: Amazing. I feel like her mother and her, uh, grandmother have, you know, such equestrian roots. And I think her father as well was a bit of an equestrian himself. So I mm-hmm. mean, it it's all the genetics, I think. And they're also
1: like <laughs> su- they're also such an athletic family. I mean, her husband Mike Tyndall is a rugby player, um, and she actually goes by Zara Tyndall now. I should mention, and she's a mom to Mia and Lena. Um, but yeah, they they're like out and about. She even the last time we most recently saw Zara when she posted um, an Instagram selfie um, that showed her and Mike running a 5K in honor of NHS workers. So I think that she, her commitment. You know, we haven't heard from her a ton during this time, um, but her commitment to getting outdoors and kind of really. Exercising is very clear and true,
0: and maybe that's how they're celebrating. I feel like they'll probably get outdoors. They'll have family time. Maybe they'll zoom with the relatives. Princess Anne, Um, I think her daughters also. Me and Lena are big horse, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, horse lovers too, and like enjoy the equestrian uh, stuff. So I think that that was mentioned in the Vanity Fair article as
1: well that. Princess Anne loves getting to spend time with her grandkids that way. That's so fun. Yeah, I'm sure that yeah. they'll be doing it. I I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like all the royals are getting so proficient at Zoom. Like, even their, you know, kind of attitude in general. Don't you feel like that? Oh, they're- my God, <laughs> Belly.
0: Well, we have three Prince Harry Zoom calls to talk about, so that's why I'm like, whoo! But they really are lot. getting so comfortable, Oh, they're right? getting so good at it. So, so good at it. I feel like Kate has really uh, stepped up her game in the Zoom department and – Yeah, I think that they seem so much more relaxed and are able to just hop on with whoever, their charities, their patronages, and I really admire – I think we're all getting really comfortable at it, though, don't they, like, walk
1: over to their computer, click the link, they're like, let's do this. I know. I I think that we're all getting – I mean, my setup has improved a lot, I think, over time, so I feel like. Just like the royals. We're we're just on, you know, we're they're, fig- they're figuring it, it out. Yeah, we're taking it in stride. We're keeping calm and
0: carrying on. This is how this Exactly. Is well put the <laughs> British way. Uh, All right. So our first royal news story of the week, we have to revisit the Queen's speech um, for VE Day, which was on Friday, May 8th. So She echoed the message of VE Day, which was originally 1945. She said, never give up, never despair, and mentioned again the coronavirus pandemic, which she did in her other speech um, since we've been on lockdown. According to the Daily Mail, over 8 million people tuned in just to hear Her Majesty's speech, a bulk of those people coming in right at 8.55 p.m., which was five minutes before she went on. Now, that in the Daily Mail, they said that's more people than Britain's Got Talent. I have no context for (laughs) what that means as far as like if that's popular. I would say that maybe it's like American Idol. uh, The
1: Masked Singer, something like that. Yeah,
0: that's what they compared it to, which was supposed to blow me out of the water. So I'm
1: like, okay, got it. Um, (laughs) I love that they joined five minutes before, too, because they – I mean, there was that whole special as well, so they really just wanted to hear – I mean, obviously, they probably wanted to hear the other stuff, too, but I feel like her words mean so much right now, so that's a a testament to that.
0: Yeah, there was the whole – the whole day was um, a BBC special commemorating VE Day, and so I think, yeah, but a lot of people, they said, joined in right before. Um, So her message started with clips from her father's own speech, uh, and then – She gave her speech at the exact same time, 75 years later, so 9 p.m. They showed shots of the crowds outside Buckingham Palace, and then the Queen spoke for about three and a half minutes, so we're going to play a quick clip from that. Today it may seem hard that we cannot mark this special anniversary as we would wish. Instead, we remember from our homes and our doorsteps. But our streets are not empty. They are filled with the love and the care that we have for each other.
1: I I honestly for anyone who um watched it I just thought it was the sort of setup of the of the speech was also really impressive where she had the picture of her father King George on right by her side, but she also had her brown cap from her days as a driver for the auxiliary territorial service right next to her. And the sort of anecdotes that she also shared on Instagram about that day going out in the hat, I thought I loved how they said that she or she described, I think, I mean, I think it was 30 years after the day was when the interview she shared was originally conducted um, but she talked about trying to blend in and tipping her cap down and then the officer that she was with being like I won't walk with anyone that's not properly dressed in uniform I thought that that was you know she couldn't she couldn't pull that part off but uh she still was able to blend in I thought it was great
0: I thought it was great, too. And she even mentioned that uh, that moment, which she called one of the most exciting nights of her life. Um, in the speech, she said, I vividly remember the jubilant scenes my sister and I witnessed with our parents and Winston Churchill from the balcony of the Buckingham Palace. The sense of joy in the crowds who gathered outside and across the country was profound. Though, while we celebrated the victory in Europe, we knew there would be further sacrifice. It was not until August that the fighting in the Far East ceased and the war finally ended. Um, yeah, so she called out those moments where – You know, there isn't footage of her walking through the crowds, but we do know that that was like an amazing time for her. She... Said like
1: mingling with the people um, was really exciting, and I don't think she had done that before. And we mentioned no, her that voice in the last totally time. comes alive talking about it. I mean, I can't even imagine what that day must have felt like for all of the royals. And then I also love that she was like talked about cheering her dad and her mom on from the balcony, being like woo woo, like pretending to not that they're not her parents. I just thought that was really fun too. And
0: they, the royal family, went out on the balcony eight times that day. Which I, it's- I mean, it must have been <laughs> insane how much the crowds were cheering. For Them And then they're like, okay, we got to go out again because people are still there. And then it's like into the night and they're like, we're going out again eight times the charm. I feel
1: like I would have if I was in that crowd at that time, I would have just stayed there all day for every appearance. I just would want to keep seeing the king and queen.
0: Definitely, there was dancing, there was so much excitement. I feel like people were so, you know, relieved. So, I think that was really important. Other royals, too, got in on the celebrations for VE Day. So, Prince Charles and Camilla led the nation in a two minute long moment of silence for the fallen soldiers.
1: And they technically and broke quarantine to do so. I mean, they didn't leave Balmoral, but they left, they for went call. outside, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 exactly. And they laid wreaths in their
0: honor at, at Bal- Balmoral Castle, uh, and then. The Royal Air Force flew the Red Arrows, which I assume are like the Blue Angels, over Buckingham Palace, and the nation came together to sing Vera Lynn's wartime anthem, We'll Meet Again, outside their windows, in the streets. I watched videos of them singing, and it, like, gave
1: me chills. It made me really emotional. I have emotional. cried. I got to tell you, preparing for this episode and, you know, just the past seven days of events, I have cried so much. I mean, I just feel like every time – they're just – all the royals just really, and all these celebrations over VE Day are just so momentous and emotional and moving. And I think that we're all such like really longing to be together. It's uh, it's very um, special to watch, I think.
0: And I do think, you know, all those people tuning in right before to hear Her Majesty speak, it's like, we said this last time with the coronavirus speech that she gave, but the the message of hope and the enduring kind of qualities in the monarchy or what you really need in this time and I think that she's so so good at giving that that kind of message to people and I think people really look for that right now um Absolutely. we also need to call out the her Brooches were a call out to her father, King George VI. So they were a gift from her father. They were a pair of Art Deco style aquamarine clip brooches crafted by Boucheron. And she received them from her father when she turned 18. So I thought that was really sweet that she wore them. I thought they
1: were beautiful too. I mean, really striking. And I just, again, love how curated every moment of these, these uh, even Zoom or, you know, video setups are. It's like every detail is, nothing is overlooked. I, nothing I, Nothing is overlooked. For For anyone that wants to, you know, go down the rabbit hole and look into all those as we do. I just I think that it's really awesome.
0: It's so interesting, the thought they put behind each and every little tiny detail. Um, Side note, though, I'm really sad because this might be the last time we see Queen Elizabeth for a long time. The Times reported this week that she will remain at Windsor indefinitely, and this will be the first time in 27 years that Buckingham Palace is not open to the public this summer, which is wild. Um, A lot of people are speculating that fall might be the first time we ever see her out in public again. I mean, it's understandable given the current conditions, but I don't think we'll see her carrying out official duties in the way that she has before with, you know, the garden parties and the Royal Windsor Horse Show and Trooping the Color and the Royal Ascot and the Order of the Garden. There's so many things. Summer is their prime time. Oh my gosh, I know. And I think that she's, you know, obviously she's not going to
1: be there for any of these. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense too, because I mean, she's in obviously the riskiest age category with coronavirus, but it is so sad. I mean, at least she has the gorgeous grounds that she lives on. I mean, I think <laughs> of all the places to quarantine at Windsor Castle, it's like actually a really good option. But uh I don't, what is she going to do with all that time Yeah. What do, what do
0: we – I mean, so I feel like she's probably out walking a lot. We know walking is one of her favorite things to do. She walks yes. –
1: a lot.
0: Same with Charles. Um, Charles
1: loves it too. <laughs>
0: there were photos of her riding horseback last year.
1: So I so feel like maybe, maybe she still rides horses at 94. I mean, honestly. Wow. I mean, I feel like they could also like, you know, pick up some card games have like maybe they could do what you're doing like a uh the cocktail hour make it a daily (laughs) thing as she as we know her or we've read that she does but i feel like maybe make it a little bit more celebratory with her is she doing some
0: modern twists yeah i was gonna say modern twists on the duvenet and gin i love
1: that i know but it is really it is really sad i think that that's like you know we just so look forward to all the occasions with the royal family that it is such a bummer you know i feel like but but i i believe i'm trying to be really optimistic that you know we're, everyone's making a plan. We're going to get through this and we'll see them well, again soon. And just,
0: be, just because we don't see her actually doesn't mean we won't hear from her. So oh, I yeah, know she's, she's still conducting those meetings with um, Prime Minister Boris Johnson every week over the phone. She actually was in a phone call today for International Nurses Day, which we'll get to a little bit later. But um, you can hear her talking to a nurse over the phone and thanking them so much for their service. So we will definitely hear from her. The footage aspect is probably not going to happen and obviously she won't go into public like for any of these big events that they usually have in the summer but yeah i still think that we'll 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 have our fix. And if I also kind of love
1: that with the nurse's video, which we'll talk about later, is that, you know, she's there via phone and not the video aspect. I feel like it's so much easier. It reminds me of sort of my, like, relatives where it's like, it's just easier. Let's just get on a phone call. Ignore. Let's drop this whole video thing. And phone calls are just easier in general. So <laughs> Or
0: for work. I'm like, I'm going to turn off my video. Because- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse
1: me while I… <laughs> yeah, meanwhile,
0: I'm eating lunch. I cannot let you guys see me doing that. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Exactly. Right in your face. Yeah.
1: Um, but I- again, I mean, I think we should just call this, like, you know, more Zoom content every week, but this is the main way we're hearing from the Royals. But uh, the other, we just have so much uh, Duchess of Cambridge news. Kate Middleton gave us the most amazing ITV interview um, about her latest photography project, which is called Hold Still. And it's a photography initiative aiming to capture the feelings of everyone across the UK, amid the pandemic. Um, As we know, Middleton, or Kate, is a patron of the National Portrait Gallery, and she's also an amateur photographer herself. Um, The goal of this project is to help, is to encourage others to help capture the spirit, the mood, the hopes, the fears, and the feelings of the UK using your phone or your camera and sharing the images online. It's kind of the perfect quarantine project, but let's play the clip of her talking about it.
0: Some incredible images out there, and um, heard some amazing stories. Um, some desperately sad stories, but also some really uplifting ones as well. Um, And I really hope that through a project um, like this, we might be able to showcase some of those stories and to document and share um, a moment in time, I suppose, that we're all experiencing.
1: I love hearing from her always. Uh, I just think this is such a brilliant idea. I mean, I don't know if she's the one, I mean, I'm picturing like a conference call where they brainstorm how to figure out you know, how to evolve in the pandemic or something like that. And I don't know if it was her idea directly or the groups, but it's so smart. I feel like it's just such a genius idea. I love it.
0: And she's going to display the uh, 100 photos that are selected in the National Portrait Gallery, which is really incredible. And I mean, what an honor. That's uh, incredible. I like too that she said there are sad moments and then there are also really uplifting and kind of heroic moments during this crazy time. So I think that that – you know it you see both and you, you she kind of touched on both of those aspects and it's it's touching to see um not only you know the impact that she has on people but also that she can encourage people to share what has been what has been most meaningful.
1: I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's really nice. And she really talks in the interview about the range of those shots. You know, I think that there are three different categories, but it's also, you know, it could be something as like as simple as a shot in your living room. It doesn't have, I mean, you, you really can do all this while social distancing. Um, she also shared a couple of her favorite just to kind of inspire people. And I just, I, I mean, I'm sure you, you look through Roberta, but I, I love the photo of, and it's something that continually gets me when I see other friends post similar photos, but it's like the palm to the the glass. Um, This was a picture of a couple of grandkids um, social distancing with their great grandparents um, through the glass where they had their palms to the window. And it's like a way to see your family, but it's so heartbreaking, but also beautiful at the same time. It's just the spirit. I was going to say,
0: yeah, one of my favorite, I mean, favorite images that I've seen throughout this whole thing is friends posting like how to celebrate birthdays with their loved ones or their grandparents and things. And so like, you know, signs that say, happy birthday. I'm thinking of you through the window of a nursing home. Like these images are burned into my brain because I think that they're so touching and so heartfelt. And so I think that the way that she's letting people kind of show these images to the world is is really
1: Important. yeah totally but the fun part of the interview I mean i obviously the ITV hosts are really like Jones in to get a couple of tidbits about life at home right now and um my, I, I one of my favorites and Jones in I had to say that <laughs> word Jones in um <laughs> one of my favorites that we need to talk about is that okay so she Kate revealed that George you know the homeschooling is touch and go but also that George really wants to do Charlotte's homework but then she very quickly Quickly mentioned, he also prefers making spider sandwiches. Okay, I have no idea. I have no idea what a spider work. sandwich is. What is? That? I don't know. I'm assuming that means playing with bugs. I don't really know, but I'm just like so <laughs> grossed out by spiders and terrified of spiders that I was like dying laughing. I mean, that's it makes sense. I mean, that's what he's his interest level is, and they have so much outdoor space. So maybe I'm reading that to be that he is somehow collecting spiders, but maybe that's something. Maybe I'm I was. I
0: was thinking I was the weird one who had never heard of a spider sandwich and thought <laughs> you were the expert in this, and now I'm like, okay, relieved. I have never no, also heard of I'm
1: that. assuming it's bug-related, but if anyone listening has an idea, please email us um, because we would love to dis- di- you know, discuss this with you a little bit more, but it made me dissect laugh. Dissect the bugs. <laughs> dissect the bugs. bada bum ching. Um, No, I, I definitely – I think that Kate even seemed to find it hilarious when she was talking about it. So I loved that tidbit. Um, also, one of my favorite moments of the interview was when the host slipped in a question because, you know, obviously Kate is the one taking the birthday portrait so many times of, of the kids. And they just, you know, perfect interview moment where they asked her to share her own photography tips and tricks during this time. And she looked so flabbergasted and, and like her eyes lit up and she just was kind of like, oh, me like I just thought that she just seemed so endearing that she didn't even consider herself an expert and the always humble duchess I mean she really is it was so cute and and I just I think that she really her look of surprise was was a fun moment for me um but then the you know I think the big reveal of the interview was um discussing the Prince Louis birthday photograph with the with the rainbow DIY so let's play that clip such
0: a great shot
1: <gasps> I should have taken a photograph of what I looked like after that. as well. <laughs> and then on the other luckily, hand, carry luckily on. that wasn't luckily that wasn't documented. But I was pretty much I looked like Louis at the end. Of I loved that. Which, I, to be fair, Louis didn't look that bad. He looked very, you know, he had, he was pretty paint free. I mean, the colors
0: were still like separated and like rainbowy on his face. But I do like that she shared that because I think people were like, "How are you getting? How are you doing this craft without getting any paint?" anywhere else. And I love that she was like, no, no, no. It was all over me. It was all over my face. It was everywhere. It's not like, I mean, it truly is Instagram versus reality. And she confirmed that there. So that was really
1: funny. Yeah. And I think all of these little moments also speak more and more to the comfortability of the Royals on like Zoom. And, you know, these. this was an official interview with the press, but I feel like, you know, they're just kind of like more and more. You, I I think one of the weird parts when you are Zooming is that you, you get this sort of relaxed air and, you know, Kate just seems to have a really good sense of humor and we really are hearing from them so, so much, which I, I just love. I think that it's really exciting. And we just don't get to, I think with the, we've talked about this before, but like the
0: handshaking and the very ceremonialness of the, um, you know, the events that they usually attend you just don't see that you don't hear Kate talking that much about I mean you'll get snippets from the press like she'll mention something to someone in the crowd and like that person will tell you know whoever a a reporter or whatever but to hear her say those things is amazing and I think yeah you're right like we get this humorous side of Kate which we don't see
1: often we don't see it often and it's also cool I, I wanted to mention that I have been noticing on Getty images that Chris Jackson who you know documents the Royals all the time, is continuing to document the Royals for Getty, um, but, cu- but taking snapshots of the Zoom calls. And I thought that that was <laughs> – I just think that it's cool because these are the times. Like, And he is doing it to still continue to capture the history. So when Kate does these, you know, the ITV interview or any of the calls that she's doing with William, he does this, you know, really nice crisp photo of them on Zoom. And I think the times are a little bit bizarre, but we're, we're doing it. We're all powering on. Speaking of Zoom, again, there were so many Zoom calls. So Kate and William also did a Zoom call to honor and celebrate veterans at a special VE Day party at the Mays, May, 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 I, I went to, Mice, May's, May's, maybe May House Care Home in the UK, um, if it's. Sort of French undertones, but anyways, um, she revealed um a couple other tidbits there, including the fact that George is studying a lot about World War II in school. It feels very apropos to the times over there. Um, and also the kids are learning the lyrics to Vera Lynn's famous wartime anthem, "We'll Meet Again." Can you imagine that? <laughs> I wonder if they were learning it because of. I mean,
0: this sounds ridiculous. But the BBC special where everyone in the nation came together and sang it, I wonder if that was in preparation. Maybe. Somehow. They must have known that that was – I mean, that definitely was announced beforehand that that would happen during the special VE Day celebration. So I think that maybe they learned it for that. And and I – like to picture the Cambridges like all coming together and singing that when everyone did on BBC. So I thought that was really sweet.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is kind of cool. Like all these things, even that photography initiative for the National Portrait Gallery, Kate mentions in the interview that it is giving schools projects for, you know, ways to tie in extended learning for kids at home. So I bet the will meet again, the fact that that was, a, you know, nationwide um occurrence or occasion where everyone was going to sing together. I mean, it's another great way for teachers to assign it and make it, you know, an active learning situation. I think that that's cool. And maybe Kate
0: will pick one of their photos. I feel like that's such an exciting thing for a little kid in in elementary or primary
1: school to launch their photography career. Right, exactly. exactly. At the age of six Um, or something like that, whoever submits. Um, But also her, I mean, her Zoom style, I think we have to talk about that for a second. The red dress
0: it's and I gorgeous it. and one of our um fans on Instagram Cambridge Mums pointed out that she has been wearing a rainbow palette of dresses oh, I lately. That. That and i saw so that that cool. was so amazing to point out because i had not noticed that before and it's true like she wore bright red for this call um and red of course is a color of um the UK and so i thought that was very patriotic of her uh she's been wearing yellows oranges blues greens like every kind of color and so i think that that was really neat that um that it was put into a collage by cambridge moms Mm -hmm. um and her hairstyle has been changing a lot so i mentioned that (laughs) i thought the go the go-to quarantine hairstyle of the royals was half up half down kate proved me wrong okay fine she is doing this really loose um like uncoiffed wave kind of with her hair, and it's a de- definitely a new hairstyle for her, I think. Um, it looks like she almost curled it and then brushed it out, or maybe she gave herself a blowout. I'm not sure, but it looks great. I um, mean, and I think she's doing all of this herself.
1: I mean, she doesn't have a she, hair and makeup team coming I in. I would when assume,
0: yeah, I would assume she ha- she's been doing it herself. I mean, it definitely is different from her normal looks, and it looks a little bit more relaxed, which I think is probably her doing it herself.
1: It looks yeah. great though. I mean, I mean, it looks incredible. She really, I need to practice myself the, the wave because clearly it practice makes perfect because she is nailing it every time. Um, Another Zoom call that we got to mention is um was just posted actually um on Tuesday which was um the entire royal family. This was the one we mentioned that the queen even participated in um joined a call to celebrate International Nurses Day. Um and it I mean it was you had Prince Charles, Princess Anne, Camilla, Kate, William and even Sophie speaking to nurses around the world. Um and Kate Bernadette, you loved this. Um, even jokes that she'd like to hire one of the nurse's ex-wives to help with homeschooling. Let's play that clip. My ex-wife's a school teacher, so she keeping keep them busy. Uh, <laughs> be hard. careful, be careful. She's yeah. about to be recruited from <laughs> <laughs> I I quite like her to
0: come and help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can hear Kate go. I would quite like her to come and help me as she's laughing. And Sophie was like, "Be careful! Be careful!" Countess of Wessex, who we've talked about before, who is really I feel like come into her own spotlight during this. Um, I love Sophie. Quarantine. I want more of Sophie. She well, she was on a I think almost every Zoom call with Kate during this International Nurses Day tribute that they did and. She's so – first of all, so comfortable with speaking to people. I think that she – like in one section she points out like, oh, are the sunflowers blooming there yet? Like she's such a world traveler. She's – um really shown in the spotlight she's been given and i think that they're noticing that and including her more in these big royal family updates so i like that a lot yeah she a just lot. is
1: i love seeing her and they the two of them have a really good kind of banter together and i like them tag teaming things like this i do love you know i i think in the beginning i felt like kate was casually mentioning and and william were mentioning homeschooling troubles or kind of just like the challenges of it as a little bit of small talk was how i interpreted it you know like a nice sort of personal detail but i do feel like the recurrence of like we need help keeps coming up. So I feel like that kind of makes me laugh. Like I think that the desperation is setting in. It is so hard. I can't imagine how, you know, you know, I luckily have a a kid that's not school age, so I don't have that expectation, but just like we owe teachers everything,
0: everything, Um, everything. I feel like, yeah, like, after International Nurses Day, we need like I mean there was Teacher Appreciation Day, but of course like they it's are not doing enough. We need it. every I know, day. I know. Like Kate even said once, she was like, "We're trying to find things to keep them busy and all these things." So, um, you know, she was like, "You cross off one thing on a list and then you do it again." Like yeah. that's that's what they're doing. Um, so hopefully once school's out, I mean, there's still going to be so much time with to spend with George and Charlotte, but at least they won't be
1: homeschooling, but yeah. I mean,
0: Kate asked for that guy's... <laughs> she said, please, please. Yeah, for that guy's ex-wife to help her out. So.
1: Um, I do want to mention one last thing that I just think is so um, fun about these clips is, you know, we've, we've heard... Obviously, we're hearing from them so much now, the different royals, but... This particular video, you had each of them popping up one at a time, but it ends really nicely with Charles and his voice. There is something – I want him to read me a bedtime story. I want him to sing me a little – like, it is so calming. His particular sort of tone and cadence, it's – I just – I love it. I want more of Charles. I wish we had a clip of that.
0: (laughs) I feel that way about the queen. Like, I feel like – The queen as well, yeah. The queen could, like, read me a bedtime story and it would be like Like, –
1: Like, read the phone book, as they used to say. (laughs) Yes.
0: And it would sound
1: scintillating and amazing.
0: Yeah. On to our third royal story of this week. I mean, more Zoom calls. So Surprise, Prince Harry. more Zoom. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and also some Sussex mansion rumors, which we'll get to in our royal rumor segment of the week. But um, So on Saturday, Harry shared a personal video message on Twitter about the Invictus Games, um, which, as a reminder, is the Paralympic-style competition for wounded veterans and servicemen and women. He was really passionate about this project and I'm sure disappointed that it's been postponed. Um, it was set to begin, actually, that day may 9th in the netherlands and now it's postponed to may or june of 2021 so a full year later um he you know he spoke to the veterans he said you know while he's sad that they're not kicking off in the hague right now um you know he's looking forward to all they're planning a lot of events around it still and i think that they're having some kind of virtual event with um with the the men and women service men and women who would have been there participating in the game so i think that he's excited about that. Um, so that was a pre-recorded message on a zoom call, but yeah, and still, I, just,
1: I, I also in the video, I mean, through, through and through him and Kate and everyone really has such a great commitment to checking and reminding people of the importance of mental health and checking in on your peers. And he talked about that a lot in the call and just making sure to remind everyone to keep tabs on each other. And I, I, I mean, it's a really important effort. I like it that. Is he a good, a, good made that a theme of the video. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And then he had a, another Zoom call or sorry, uh, video on Sunday for the Onside Awards, which he attended in November of last year. Um, they replayed the awards from last year for everyone. Um, and he said in the call, hats off to every single one of you for surviving, but also for thriving during this. And those words might sound familiar to any royal watchers because they echo what Meghan said during her ITV documentary, Harry and Meghan, An African Journey. When discussing the challenges of royal life, Meghan told Tom Bradby, who was the reporter of that documentary, she said, I've said for a long time to H, that's what I call him, it's not enough to just survive something, right? That's not the point of life. You've got to thrive. You've got to feel happy. So I he echoed that message, and a lot of people were like, "Oh my gosh, he's taking cues from the Duchess," which I think he is, and I also think that that's just a common that's a common phrase. I also phrase.
1: am now thinking survive. I mean, I wonder. I'm just thinking finding freedom. I, I wonder you've got to survive. Uh, oh, is that a good book title? Is that surviving? a good book title? Not just surviving, threat. Not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just it just suddenly dawned on me, but I do like more the than parallels. surviving. Yeah, more than surviving, thriving, and then like the <laughs> subhead. I just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> but no, I I think that that is a really. You know, that can't be an accidental, you know, comparison.
0: Right. Definitely. I mean, it's speechwriters for both of that. Well, that wasn't a speech that she was giving, so I guess that's – but, you know, who knows? Their
1: social media team, you know. But him dovetailing his speech with that, I think, seems very um, intentional.
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely. And on Monday, he zoomed, he definitely zoomed called this time. So the first two were pre-recorded videos. This was a Zoom call um, for BBC's The One Show. So the rare TV news appearance from Harry, which doesn't often happen. Um, and he did this for VE Day. He brought together two people who were close to um, veterans, who were relatives of veterans of the Guinea Pig Club. Now the Guinea Pig Club is a club that was named for World War II veterans who underwent experimental treatments uh, because of the war. They, you know, either experienced really horrific burns or, um, you know, injuries that they needed to kind of undergo these life-altering experiments um, in order to recover. And so Maggie Saunders, her husband Sandy, was one of the members of the GPC, as they called it, the Guinea Pig Club. And he needed facial reconstructive surgery. Um, and then There was also Andy Perry, whose father, Jack, was a member. Um, Also, Harry's two friends joined him on the call, Dave Henson and Dave Wiseman. The three of them helped found the CASIVAC Club. Um, The CASIVAC stands for Casualty Evacuation. It's kind of a modern day um, version of the Guinea Pig Club. And so the trio are also involved in the Invictus Games. That was nice that Prince Harry got to kind of Skype with his friends. Um, and he even asked um, Maggie Saunders about her husband's um, facial reconstructive surgery, but then also about kissing. So let's play that clip. Your husband, Sandy, wow, what a character. Tell us about him.
1: Well, he was an amazing man. He was sent down to meet Mackindo um, down in East Grinstead. And when he met him that evening, McIndo said, Mm, you need new upper eyelids, new lower eyelids, you need a proper nose, and I'll give you a mouth so you can kiss the girls. Kiss the girl. That's what happened. Wow, that's unbelievable.
0: So when you when you met him, can I ask, he had a proper he had a proper nose and and good lips for kissing? Oh, definitely good lips for kissing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love that. Harry's sense of humor—I love it. So (laughs) So cute,
0: a cheeky little quip about about kissing, and I thought that was really funny. Um, Yeah, so so many so many things from the Sussexes. Also, they have reportedly hired Rebecca Mostow, former aide to the Beckhams, um, to help with their transition to LA. The 70-year-old mother of two was hired by the Beckhams when they relocated stateside after David Beckham signed with the LA Galaxy back in 2007. She's also reportedly worked with Seal and Prince. And now it is suspected – speculated, I guess. We can't say for for sure. But it's suspected that the Sussexes hired her to help them with all their media goings on. Um, That's true. Possibly – in preparation for their launching whatever brand is coming up Archwell or whatever they have coming up um so this is a big move
1: yeah i feel like they really are assembling a dream team of people if that if that is true i mean obviously it's not confirmed officially yet but i just feel like all of their hires from the gates foundation um and things like that i just think that they're they're really assembling quite a powerful group. So an I'm extensive so ex- group. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot
0: of people. It seems like we keep hearing like at least like once a month that there's someone else
1: hired. So I feel like they really are building out this incredible team. I'm so excited to see what they do. I mean, they just really the sky's the limit. So it's pretty cool. Um, but also, yeah, all these Zoom calls, Harry's commitment to all of his, um, you know, patronages and the military and everything rings strong, even if it's not in an official royal capacity, which I think is um Probably you know nice for us, but also really nice for him. I bet it feels really good to to be a part of these celebrations and initiatives, and obviously, the Invictus games is so important to him
0: of course, and he's you know he has always been super active with the military community um he recently launched that new head fit program, which was his first program since leaving the royal family. He also had two tours of Afghanistan like he's super committed to that cause um it'll be interesting though to see where this goes I think because they aren't part of the royal family and are is that going to continue I mean it seems like it really is especially that he's still doing so much um a lot of people were you know a little miffed across the pond that he wasn't going to do anything for ve day because it was on Friday and this call wasn't released till Monday night so people were kind of confused and I think this was like oh yeah he's still there he's still doing things um but you know it goes to show like he's He's definitely dedicated. Who knows if that's going to continue? I don't know if it it will, but.
1: And I think just giving them space, people are so quick to criticize, but it's like, just give them space to figure it out. I mean, it's such a, it's a whole new life. I mean, I think that's the whole point of that 12 month check-in with the queen. I mean, the queen is so smart, right? Because she's set that up so that they can maybe adjust some things, see how it goes, you know, figure out how to. I, I think that it sounds like for all the tensions, there was also a lot of effort to try and work together, so. I have um, great expectations for all that's ahead. They're, yeah, very well spoken. I love that. But that brings us to our highs and lows of the week. It's time for the royal highs and lows. So mine is kind of, a, it's a very true low. And I want to talk about it. Um, my low of the week was actually the Emily Giffen controversy over Megan's birthday video of Archie. As you guys remember that adorable, adorable video um, that showed Megan reading that adorable book to Archie as part of the Save the Children and Save with Stories campaign. Um, so Giffen, who is a lot of people know is the author of Something Borrowed, a book that I read and loved way back when, um, she actually shared a text exchange that was captured um, on Twitter by Caitlin Menza, former host of Royally Obsessed. Shout out, Caitlin. woo yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, Way to do good your yeah Good sleuthing. Yeah, good sleuthing, Caitlin. Good sleuthing. Um, but so she actually, Caitlin screen grabbed the um, Instagram stories that Giffen shared about the Megan video, um, where she, you know, Emily talks about the birthday video and she calls it, um, she says that the video turned into the Megan show. And she also called the Duchess on maternal and said, I feel sorry for that little boy. Um, ugh. Ugh. I know. a big, it's-
0: ugh because it's like really makes my skin crawl. and the, And the texts were really kind of Horrendous, And I hate that we're giving this space, but I also think that we need to kind of talk about this because, you know, the way that um, that Megan and Harry, too, are talked about is is kind of atrocious
1: in a lot of ways. It just I. Yeah, that's my love of the week.
0: I have a not-so-serious
1: low, though, so bear with me. (laughs) I'm giving you a hard time about this low. Uh,
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so James Middleton shaved off his beard. He posted the video last night. um, Because his wedding is postponed. Sad. So he, James Middleton, for context, had a great beard, uh, is engaged to Alize. I hope I'm saying that right. Alize Chevenet, who is a French financier. financier. And um, so their wedding was supposed to take take place this month he revealed during the video and he said that Alize has never seen him without a beard and he was going to surprise her so he shaved off his beard he walked around he surprised her he showed her you know his clean shaven face my low is that i think he looks really cute with a beard he's still a looker without one i'll just say that but i like the beard um but yeah so his his parents were there too you could see a little glimpse of carol and michael middleton's home in the background um So their wedding is postponed. He didn't say when, but he said that it was. Um, And he said it's been seven years since he shaved his beard. I was like, why did you give up? (laughs) <laughs> All that hard work of growing that wonderful beard. Um, his dogs were in the shot. It was a really great video. Um, and Her the reaction,
1: too, is great. Oh, my gosh.
0: It's really great. She's like, it's different when you kiss me. Uh, <laughs> that was a horrible rendition of it. But, uh, yeah, it was cute. And you got to see Buckleberry Manor, which is where the Middletons live. So I thought but that was But I also think,
1: and I'm turning this into a hi, Roberta, because I loved that video. But I feel like his editing, let's just talk about that for a second. And the music of the, the, ma- of okay, the so shaving. <laughs> I want to play I, that I had in the find- background.
0: I had to find out the song. It's mambo rap. Is what, what it's you called. found it? <laughs> yeah, I found it. I found it. It's it's really good, actually. Um, it's on Spotify. You can listen to it after this, and it's catchy. It like it's mentions. Catchy. Tin- it I it totally mentions Snapchat agree. and Tinder and all these random social media accounts, and I'm like. James Middleton have a Tinder. I mean, I know he's engaged. Okay, I'm gonna stop. I need to stop talking. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really fun, but I will accept it as a low, I guess. <laughs> um, my high of this week. Um, how did we miss this last week, Roberta? I mean, we were we were recording the same day that Archie's birthday video was released, but he had on that on the cover of his Duck Rabbit book. There was a tiny sticker that said Archie's Book Club, and come to find out, that was actually the um the book. Was part of a bigger collection gifted to him by Oprah. What um, an amazing gift for a little kid, I'm like, or for
0: you know a baby shower gift. What, just so smart of Oprah, like a collection of books that are the classics. Um and this one was included and I, I can't believe we missed this, but I'm so glad that it was pointed out all over the interweb.
1: Yeah, and I think like what made it sort of more of a high for me is like also guys, it's so easy to recreate. If you need sort of a really smart personalized baby gift, um I did some research in a lot of places, a lot of online websites, whether it's you know, moo.com or VistaPrint, you can print your own for as little as ten bucks. You can print your own stickers and easily design them. And so I just kinda liked that idea and I just I love Oprah. Let's just shout out to Oprah. What shout a smart out, idea. Brian. Genius. Archie's book club I also want to join that book club
0: <laughs> same same um and then my high of the week Prince Charles shared his
1: favorite brunch
0: recipe to the Clarence House Instagram I loved this he did it to mark the end of British Cheese Weekender which is actually a series of free virtual events to support British cheese makers and mongers um Just so you know, I had to look this up. Cheesemakers make the cheese. Cheese Cheesemongers sell the cheese. Oh, I didn't know that distinction. This is seriously my kind of event. Yes, yes, important. Um, So it's a cheesy baked eggs recipe, and he said it's one of his favorites. And he said, one thing that undoubtedly brings many of us great comfort is good food. I mean. Amen, Charles. Amen. Especially now. I feel like the things I look forward to most revolve around food, dinners with my family on the weekend or. Taco night. We've been making so
1: many tacos. Yes. (laughs) It's an easy quarantine
0: meal. It is, it is, and we're having pizza tonight. So I mean, All <laughs> good yes. things. Yes, making those cocktails. I think he's so right about that. Um, he has also been the patron of the Specialty Cheesemakers Association since 1993. So this was kind of to raise money for those British cheesemakers that um, may have, you know, their business has been hit hard in recent weeks. So I thought that was really great. And I want to make this recipe. It sounds
1: amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna spinach I and
0: tomatoes I'll and everything. test it out this weekend. Need to do yeah. a grocery
1: store grocery store run, but then I will test it out.
0: So just a reminder before we close, uh, leave us a royal rating if you are so inclined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Here is a real review, which I really love, from me, myself, and I. Whoever this is said, thanks for a great episode. Thank you so much for addressing the title of the book. I think the pre-release title would have been so much better. Finding Freedom sounds very tabloid i I'm fairly sure the publisher pushed for the change to drive engagement. Also, Princess Diana needs to be left alone. She has passed on. Leave her spirit be. Finally, do you think all the authors of the unreleased biographies novels will consider donating some of their proceeds to the various patronages supported by the royal family? After all, they all profit so much. Authors make quite a coin. By the way, you guys have embraced your roles so well. Great show. <gasps> Thank you so much. What a nice review. And you touched on all the points. We completely agree with you. Yeah, on our highs and lows from last week um yeah so i think that this has been spurred a lot of discussions i guess about finding freedom in the title um so that was really sweet to hear and thank you so much for for writing also love that
1: idea of uh donating a portion of the proceeds good idea shout out me me, myself and i
0: omid carolyn are you listening okay reminder to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode follow us on instagram at royally obsessed podcast and the facebook group royally obsessed and of course you can always drop us a line at info at gallerypodcast.com. you can follow us personally on instagram if you're so inclined i posted about my um my new bikes called the duke and duchess <laughs> Oh my at gosh, Ro-
1: they are adorable. I cannot wait. You have to go check this out on Roberta's Instagram.
0: At Robbie Frito.
1: And I'm at RKBNYC.
0: And till next week,
1: God save, save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a
0: Gallery Podcast production.